Hi, and welcome to another episode of Peculiar Youth Connect. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for your support. Uh, today we'll be on, we'll be discussing rather temptation, and this is a two-part series. So in this first part, we'll be discussing about temptation, um, specifically from in Psalms. It says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. And we're using that with James where it says, and each one is tempted when he's drawn away by his own desires. Do those two scriptures, are they conflicting one another? What's going on over there? We're going to discuss that. And we're also going to discuss, also going to discuss when Jesus was tempted. Was he tested with temptation or, God, or does God tested with, test us with obedience? So which one is it? So I pray that as you listen to this, that you're blessed and stay, this is part one. Stay tuned next week for part two. Again, God bless you and thank you. Talking on temptation, and I think that's something that everybody deals with or whatever level, whether you're a child, whether you're an adult, that's something that you deal with on everything. So everybody has different levels of temptation or what it is that they're susceptible to. So um, I want to tackle this, especially what the Bible speaks on it. So the first question that I'm going to ask, it's, it's kind of like a two-part question, I guess. And this is for um, Reverend Dr. Bridget Agbedi. And it says this, in the book of Psalm, it, the Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. But then when you almost fast forward to the book of James, in the New Testament, it says, James said that, that each one is tempted when he's drawn away by his own desires. So I guess the question is, is that do these two scriptures, are they in conflict with one another? Because some might be reading that thinking, well, if I delight myself, Lord, God will give me, give me the desires of my heart. But then James says that each one is tempted when he's drawn away by his own desires. So what's going on here? So are these two verses, one in the Old Testament and one in the New Testament, are they in conflict with each other? So um, this question is for Reverend Dr. Bridget Betty. God bless you. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be on Actually, I just connect once again. Um, the question before me is, the Bible says to delight yourself in the Lord and it will give you the desires of your heart. But James said each one is tempted when he's drawn away by his own desires. Are these two verses in conflict with one another? That clearly is no, the verses are not in conflict with one another. So let us go to the scriptures that the questionnaire is referring to in this question. In 37. The scripture was talking about the prosperity of the wicked and the impact that has on the righteous. So I want us to look at that scripture in verse 1, Psalm 37. 
verse 1 says, Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Now, verse 4 says, Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. I'm going to stop at verse 5 that says, Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. So, verses 4 and 5 of this Psalm 37, it says, Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Now, what does it mean to delight? To delight is to take pleasure in something. So the word of God says we should delight ourselves in the Lord, right? Then it says, it shall give us the desires of our heart. So what is the desire? Something we as we genuinely desire, we genuinely um, seek to have something that we want to have. That is our desire, what you want to have. So you say you want to have something in your heart, you want it. And the Bible says, yes, you may want that thing, but you must commit that thing into the hand of God. Commit your way to the Lord. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and it shall bring it to pass. So what is it going to bring to pass? It will bring to pass that desire. As I was meditating on the scripture and I was looking for the best way to break it down, um, the Holy Spirit inside and it said it's good to delight yourself in wanting to please God and it's also good to have something good in your heart that you want to have however you must commit even that desire unto God. You must submit that desire to God as the final authority who knows the best way to give you that desire. For example, let's say somebody says, Lord, I want you to bless me with somebody 
that I will live with as my spouse. And in your heart, you already have somebody you are targeting in your heart. Now, the problem is, if you say, God, give me somebody that is going to meet a particular quality that will help me to serve you more, you know, tomorrow, Lord, you want to give me peace, you know, you want to give me joy, Lord, I commit into your hands. This person that will be coming into my life, I want you to lead me, I want you to guide me. That is a desire to have a good home. That's a desire to be able to, you know, have a wonderful, joyful marriage. That is a desire. Now, as you have that desire, you commit each hand of God because he says, trust also in him. Trust in the Lord. Trust also in him, in verse 5. And it shall bring you to pass. That is, you must trust God's method. Trust God's method in bringing to pass your desire. Sometimes you have said, oh, I want to serve you, Lord. This is how I desire to serve you. And God, okay, I know you want to serve me, but this is the method that I'm going to bring about the desire of your heart. Where the problem is most of the time is when our flesh is not agreeing with the method of God. That is where the problem is. So that is why it says delight yourself also in the Lord. Trust also in him and it will bring you to pass. You delight yourself, God, I want to make you the final authority. I want to serve you even in my marriage. I want to serve you in my career. I want to serve you. I want everything that I'm going to do to honor you, to praise you, to you know, do whatever I need to do to advance your kingdom. That's a desire you want to serve God with that. Or oh, maybe your business. Oh, God, I want to prosper me in my business so that I'll be able to serve you with it and all of those things. Those are great desires. But the method to bring about that desire is what you need to trust God to do for you. Trust God as he leads you, as he guides you. Trust his method in bringing to pass your desire. You desire blessing from God. Just say, God, lead me and I will follow you. But don't say, it is this thing that I want. I want this apple from this tree in this garden. Lord, it's either you give me this apple in this tree in this garden or nothing. If you trust God's method and you know he loves you and you know he wants the best for you, and God is now saying, yes, I'm going to give you apple, but you have, you have to buy the apple in a grocery store. And you say, no, 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 it's the same, a particular garden in a particular place, in a particular brand, that's what I want. That is where it becomes a lost. So now, in James chapter 1, 
James chapter 1, where the second part of the question came from. In verse 14, it says, But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. So, in the Bible, the word temptation primarily denotes a trial in which man has a free choice of being faithful or unfaithful to God. So temptation is, you, you know what God wants, you know what God has said, but mm, it's not agreeing with my flesh, it's not agreeing with what I want. Uh, I am going to follow my passion. I'm going to follow what my flesh wants. I'm going to follow what my emotion is into me. I am going to follow what people expect of me. I am going to follow whatever my feeling is dictating to me. Remember, temptation is solicitation of passions, of emotions. So it's your emotion now that is on one side the Holy Spirit is on the other side. And your emotion is pulling you like, no, you just do this because the other one is not fancy. It's not good. It's not playing to the expectation of the people. It's not what is going to gratify your erroneous desire. It's not what is going to give you that kind of social image you want. It's not what's going to give you that kind of financial whatever you want. So don't do that. Even though you know that's what God wants, but your emotion is not in the way. And now the Bible says, we fall into that temptation when we give in to our erroneous desire, when we give in to that pull of our emotion that is saying, okay, whatever you do, you have to listen to me. Don't listen to God. And a lot of times, guess who wins? A lot of times, our emotion wins because that is the strongest pull at that moment. We want it right now, 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 now. The emotion is so strong that is the one that is driving the, the, the vehicle. Our logic is on one side. Everything is on the other side. Our emotion is the one that is sitting in the you know, seat of the driver and is driving our decisions. That is what that scripture is saying when it says that everyone is drawn away from God. Remember I say he's drawn away by his own desires and enticed. He's drawn away from what? He's drawn away from God. If you read it from uh, 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 verse 12, it says, Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire is conceived, he gives birth to sin, and sin, when it's fully grown, brings forth death. Now, here is my roundup. It is good to, to have a desire. You want something good for yourself. Of course, it's the will of God to bless all of us. 
but always give it to God. Give your desire to God. I say, God, I desire this, I desire that, I desire that. However, I ask you, Lord, that your will be done in my life. Lord, I ask you as the one that has the final authority in my life to perfect that which concerns me. Lord, I ask you to have your way. I submit to your sovereignty because God knows tomorrow. He knows everything. He said he will grant you the desire of your heart. The desire of your heart is to prosper. The desire of your heart is to have a great tomorrow. The desire of your heart is to have peace in your life. That is the desire of your heart. But the method that you want to use, what you see in your eyes, might not be what it is for you. So God, who loves you so much, who is the sovereign God, who knows tomorrow, wants to give you that desire, and your emotion is raging against that. So when you are talking about, I have this desire, I want to receive this blessing from God, you have to understand that that desire is Okay, so far it does not conflict with the will of God. However, the fulfillment of that desire, you must be willing to let God help you to bring it to pass. Because if you just want to do what you see with your own eye today, you might mislead yourself. That is where you need to pray, God, have your way, commit it into the hand of God, trust God, Tell God what you want. Leave God to have his final authority over that so that you can enjoy that blessing. You can enjoy that benefit. God knows tomorrow. Your ego today, by tomorrow, it is going to subside. Your emotion, by tomorrow, it will no longer be there. Those friends you are trying to impress today, by tomorrow, you, they will be, you will not even see them again. See, God knows tomorrow. Don't allow your emotions, your passion, expectation of people, all of those things to guide you. Put your desire in the hand of God. Let God be the one that is going to help you bring it to pass because he has the final say. Trust God's method in bringing your desire to pass. Don't submit to the dictate of your emotion. Don't submit to the, to the solicitation of your passion, your erroneous desire, your social desire, and that's everything. Let God be the final authority and is going to perfect all that concerns you and is going to grant unto you his blessings and fulfill the desires of your heart to glorify his name in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you and God bless. Thank you very much for that, um, Dr. Uh, Richard Akwede. Thank you for that. I think it's very important to know that, you know, the scripture says that there is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end is um, destruction. And I think it's very important to know that even when we have desires, that we must be willing to submit them to God and to let God bring it to pass in his own time. Now, understand that that's sometimes, or not sometimes, I understand that for the most part is easier said than done, but that's where we need the grace of God to enable us 
and also it's important to delight ourselves in him. So thank you very much for that, for that answer, because I think it's something that is very important. Sometimes we can have the right desires, but maybe the motive is wrong. So that waiting time is the time that God purifies our, our motive for us. So that's very important. Um, the next question I want to deal with is, you know, in the scripture, it, it's in Matthew. In Matthew, it, it talks about, in Matthew chapter 4, it talks about Jesus was, Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And the question I want to ask, and this is for Dr. Eni, it goes like this. It says, does God test us with temptations? Was Jesus te tested with temptation? So I'm going to repeat that question again, and I'm going to open the floor for Dr. Eni to answer. It says, does God test us with temptations? Are we tested with temptations? Or, uh, and was Jesus, the Son of God, was Jesus tested with temptation? So, Dr. Eni, the floor is yours. God bless. Thank you so much for this question. So, um, Dr. Bebby already spoke a lot um, about temptation. So, I am going to give a shorter version. Um, so, the, the scripture that I had for today is James chapter 1, verse 13 to 15, which um, Dr. Betty already read. But I'm going to read the first part of that scripture, the first and the second part of that scripture um, again. Um, it's James chapter 1, verse 13. It says, When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Um, so the word temptation, the definition for temptation is the desire to do something, especially something wrong or unwise. The desire to do something, especially something wrong or unwise. So the first, the first part of the question says, does God test us with temptation? The short answer to that is no. God does not tempt us, and we know that from Scripture. The reason why we know that is also we, when we understand the very nature of God, we know that temptation is not of God because the goal of temptation is to entice us to sin. God can never entice the children that he loves to sin. It's not part of God's nature. We get tempted when we are dragged by our own desires. And when that desire is fully birthed, it becomes sin. So in dealing with temptation, the enemy actually plays a huge role because the, the, goal, of, the goal of the enemy, the goal of Satan is to make sin very enticing to us. It's to make sin look very appetizing because the goal of his goal is to use that to cause us to stumble so that we are we are separated from God to 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 move us away or away from God and closer to himself. But even in temptation though the Bible is very clear the de the devil can entice us into temptation but satan cannot make us sin we choose to sin and dr dr betty already alluded to this we still have a choice 
And the reason why we know that um, is in first in first Corinthians chapter 10, um, verse, verse 13. I'm going to read it. It says, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. So God does not tempt you. And even when you are being tempted, he has already provided a way for you to escape. It's not something you need to beg for in that moment. It's just something have to make a choice to accept accept the way that the way out that he has already provided for you so when you are being tempted when you're dragged away by your desires you still have a choice either you're going to succumb to those desires or you're going to take the way out that god has already provided ahead of time and obey god so God does not tempt us. The enemy uses temptation to entice us to sin. But ultimately, it's our choice. Even the devil doesn't have the power to cause us to sin. We have to decide whether we would obey God in the moment of temptation and use that way out that he's already provided, or we're going to allow our desires to birth sin. So God doesn't tempt us. That's the short answer for the first part of the question. In Matthew, we see that the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. But even, even Jesus himself, when he was tempted, the, the devil provided made, made it seem very enticing, right? Because Jesus was clearly very hungry. He had, he, just, he had just fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. And the first thing the devil said to him was to turn stones into bread. It appears very enticing, right? It appears that, you know, that would be God's, God's, God's desire in that moment would be to have food. But even in that moment, God chose to use the way out that God, his father in heaven, had already provided for him and counteracted what the enemy was saying by the, by the word of God. And he was able to overcome that temptation. He was able to escape from that temptation and he did not sin. So it's just the same thing with us. When the enemy entices us, when the enemy presents something in a way that seems very appetizing, it seems like what we would want to do. And maybe, you know, it would even be our desire. But in that moment, we still have a choice. And it's on us to use what God has already provided for us or sin and succumb to what the enemy is enticing us to do um so on the other hand though god god does test us and testing is very different from tempting the goal of temptation is to entice someone to sin but the goal of testing is very very different is is for god to reveal his character to us and to teach us something about our own character so in testing god would use a specific god would give us a specific instruction not to see if we're going to do it because he already knows if we're going to do it or not he's an all-knowing god not to reveal something to himself because god does not need revelation he already knows everything but to reveal something about himself to 
and to reveal something about ourselves to us. So in the story of Abraham, God tested him by asking him to sacrifice his son. So when Abraham chose to obey God, he learned something about himself. He learned in that process, he learned that he was a man of obedience. And in that process, when, when he was about to sacrifice his son and God stopped him, he learned something about God. He realized that God was a faithful God, that when he had promised him a son, that he will make him the father of many generations, that God is the, is the God that keeps his word. When God showed up and said, don't do it, don't kill your son. So that was testing him. And through that test, God revealed so much to Abraham, revealed so much. And Abraham's life was not the same after going through that experience, after choosing to obey God. So God will test us and with different, different, at different times in our lives, he would give us instruction not to see if we're going to do it or not again. God already knows what we are going to do, but to reveal his character to us and to help us to develop our own character and to mold us into being more like him. So just to conclude, God does not tempt us, but God can test us. And the goal of the two is completely different. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much for that. Um, as you are reading that, as you are um, mentioning that the scripture came to me, which is Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24. I'm going to read it. It's from the New King James Version. And it says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me, or you could say test me, and know my anxieties, and see if there's any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. You know, a lot of times, sometimes I think, um, especially this scripture, for some of us, I know I'm speaking from my own spell, so sometimes I'm afraid to pray that scripture because almost... No, I almost I know for a fact anytime you pray that those two verses is almost as if immediately God answers that because it's like search me, O God, and know my heart, try me and know and know my anxieties. So when we go through a test, God already knows the state of our hearts because everything is plain before him. But we actually get to know the state and the current part of our heart when God reveals it to us. So when we go through a test, we actually be able to see what's in our heart, what God already knows, but maybe we don't know. So when we see that now, it's not, it's not an opportunity for us now to actually repent before God and to let him remove that that's from us. So it's very important to know that when we go through a test, like um, Dr. Innie said, it's not because God is trying to find our information. God already knows. But it's to one, so that you actually know more of who God is, and two, I also believe it reveals the, the nature of our hearts. So I think a prayer that we can adopt or we can pray regularly is search me, oh God, and know my heart. And try me and know my anxieties. Because it's very easy to walk around and thinking that everything is good in your heart, but God knows the exact state of your heart. And even when we think that we're good and everything like that, God says, no, there's still some things that need tweaking. There's still some things that need removing out. So I think that's part of our walk with God, that every single time that we walk with him, he continues to purify us and to mold us to more like his image. So thank you very much for that answer, um, Dr. Ini. Um, it's very important to know that God doesn't test us with temptations, okay? But God does test us with obedience to him 
and it also reveals the nature of our hearts, whether we're desiring him or desiring other things. So that's very important. Um, I'd just like to note that during the time of recording, if you're doing anything like that, remember that there's no mute button. So just try and be as, as, as quiet as possible. So um, I wanted to break this into two parts. So this is part one with temptation. Next week is going to be part two. And we're talking about um, is temptation sin and how do we fight off temptation? So before we go into prayer or anything like that, is there anything anyone wants to add, any contribution, any question, anything like that anyone wants to add into this topic of temptation on, 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 and, and, um, and how we go about it? Is there anything, any question or any comments anyone wants to add right now? Okay. Um, so if there's no questions or comments or anything like that, um, I'll just like um, Dr. Eni to pray for us as we go into the closing prayer and everything like that. Uh, just to remind everybody that this is part one of temptation. Next week, we're going to do part two and we'll be concluding that on temptation basically. And part two of next week will be, is temptation sin? Is it when someone is tempted, are they in sin or not? And, how do we as Christians fight off temptation? So uh, without any questions or comments, um, I'd like for Dr. Ini to just close this out in prayer and also to pray for those that may be um, dealing with temptation, especially during this year that people have been in lockdown for a long time. So close this out in prayer and also pray for those that are dealing with temptation. So Dr. Ini, you can pray for us. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much. We thank you for your grace that is sufficient unto us. We thank you for this time that we have had tonight, Father, on the topic of temptation, Father. Thank you for your word, for your word is a teacher. Thank you, O oh God, for showing us true scriptures, O oh God, that you have provided a way out for us. Father, oh God, so we pray for everyone, oh God, who might be dealing with temptation or anyone, oh God, who will be listening to this podcast, oh God, Father, we pray, oh God, that as they listen, oh God, that you, oh God, will reveal yourself to them, oh God, Father, and for those struggling with different temptations, oh God, Father, we pray, oh God, that in the moments of temptation, that they would always use the way out, oh God, that you have already provided for us ahead of time. Thank you so much, oh God, that even in those moments, oh God, they will be reminded, oh God, that that temptation is not unbearable because your word says so. That that temptation, that they have the power to overcome it because you have already overcome all things, Father. We thank you, oh God, that this, oh God, would be blessing, oh God, to many, oh God, Father. We thank you, oh God, for our brothers and sisters, oh God, even those that might not yet know you, oh God, Father, that, oh God, you reveal yourself to them, oh God, that they would have an encounter with you, oh God, and their lives, oh God, will be transformed in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, oh God, for another Tuesday night, Father. We just uh, pray, oh God, that you would continue, oh God, to have your way, oh God, in our lives, oh God, in our decisions, in our desires, oh God, Father, that we would always choose you oh god in whatever we do oh god father we worship you we glorify your name and we thank you in jesus name we pray amen amen amen, amen. 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 thank you again for uh joining and remember this is part one of um temptation next week it's going to be part two and we're going to be hearing from um 
Pastor Ederi and Pastor Catherine, um, dealing with his temptation sin and also how do we fight off temptations, uh, especially as Christians. So thank you again for um, listening. Thank you to the people that will be listening to this. This is another Peculiar Youth Connect um, forum. Thank you again, and God bless everyone, and have a good night. Good night, everybody. Good night. God bless you. Good night. Bless you. Good night. Thank you again for listening to part one of Temptation. Um, Next week, we'll be discussing is temptation sin and how do we fight off temptation? When temptation comes, what are our weapons? Are our weapons thinking positively? Our weapons with the word of God, how do we fight off temptation? So again, I want to thank you for listening to this first part. Um, You can listen to us every Friday or Saturday. The podcast will be uploaded either on Anchor Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other podcasting platform. Thank you for your support. We love you. God bless you. Take care.